This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday. Thank God it's Friday, huh? I mean, the market is so crazy. It was down 17% this, this week. This week. That tells you how bad it is. Well, hello, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, March 20th, 2020. And, of course, the reality is we're still dealing with the coronavirus, and it's going to be around for a while. It's a crisis. Everybody knows that. <clears throat> and you'll have to forgive my voice. My boy, I've been talking to a lot of people today, <laughs> today, and so it's a little rough. And just want to let you know, I've gotten a couple of emails saying the uh, podcast is a little rough, it's, and you're right. It's a little rough because we're having to make do with some, some uh, technical difficulties, so I apologize for that. Okay, since so the market's high, you remember when the market high was only in February, a month ago, just one month ago, we've seen immense volatility and a huge drop in market value. Okay, we're in the bear market. It's uh, what down thirty-five percent or so. I didn't, I didn't uh, do the math today, but I know you want strategies how to deal with this volatility. How, how do, what do you do? I mean, do you, do you get out right now? I think that would be a mistake because you know, we've already had a huge drop. But, you know, maybe you can't take any more pain because it could easily go down more. That's possible. It could also turn around tomorrow. I don't know. I don't think it's going to turn around. I do think we're going to have a rally, but that might be short term. I'm not. It depends on, on a variety of things with this coronavirus issue. It does. But you're going to have to get used to volatility. I've been saying that for for weeks now. It's just going to be a lot of volatility. Try not to panic. Remember, I'm going to help you try to get through this time. And our goal is always the same, to get to that point where you have financial freedom. That's the goal. Always the same. Never changes. And as an investor, you want strategies to deal with volatility. So you can be prepared. That's why you know you hear me talk about risk, and you've heard me talking about it for several years now. I don't know how many years about understanding your own risk tolerance. Well, now you're being tested. You're being tested. If you were properly invested and properly exposed or not exposed to the stock market, you wouldn't be worrying about this this huge drop because you weren't. You would be exposed to the amount that would make you comfortable. And see, that's what that Riskalyze questionnaire does to help you find out where where you would where you could be comfortable with the risk. It's not perfect, but you kind of have some way to measure that. This is huge volatility, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. You call me today in this hour, and through this investment radio program podcast guidance, I can help you become a better investor. And one way, Justin and I do that is implementing the philosophy of shared success. We share in your success. We put our money where our mouth is. Our company, KPP Financial, is a little bit different that way because we give you unbiased guidance and we participate with our clients. So if we have pain, you have pain, and no one likes it, I don't like it. You know, I don't like it either. No one likes it. It's not comfortable. But at least I'm with you on any pain that we do suffer. I'm with you on it. Okay. I'm here, ready to answer your investing questions, financial questions, or anytime this line is always open, and I'm taking your calls live at 888-99-CHART. 
And let me remind you the, that the coronavirus is certainly causing business activity changes. <coughs> Excuse me. Justin Klein canceled his San Jose trip. He was supposed to be there today, so he's talking with uh, everybody he had appointments with on the phone today. I still plan on going to Houston and Chicago in April to conduct personalized portfolio reviews. I will be watching events unfold, of course, but if, if I need to postpone it, I will let you know on the radio and let those people who signed up know that we have to postpone it. But for now, you can still register to meet with me, and you go to investtalk.com to sign up. Send me an email. We'll get you signed up. Some information from you, and then, you know, give time. My main talking point today, market watcher, stay-at-home stocks make perfect sense in current environment. Well, what's a stay-at-home stock? We're going to talk about that. I dabbled in a couple yesterday, didn't help me today, but a very tiny, tiny amount got in yesterday. So, you know, of course it didn't help me today because the market was down today. But, you know, there's certain things you can do. I'm going to share that with you. Um, In this historically volatile market, companies experience disruption, but there are those who don't, you know, those who are going to benefit from that. Also, I want to talk about good for the market. What would be good for the market? Okay, what would be good for the market about this coronavirus? What what will happen that would be beneficial to the stock market about concerning this virus? I'm going to talk about what that is. And what is the Fed doing? And will it work? We know they dropped one whole percentage point last week to 0.25 on the Fed fund rate. But what else are they doing? And is it helping? Is it going to help? And the market is cheaper, right? It's a lot cheaper than it was a month ago. But is it a bargain? Is it, a, is it at rock bottom? What do you look for? What can you do to help? And that, So that's, a, that's an issue, right? How do we know? And finally, um, what can you help the local? What can you do to help local businesses since they can't open their doors? What can you do to help them? I got four ideas that might that you could do because we need to keep our economy going. You know, people. There's going to. You know, we had 180,000 uh, unemployment claims this week, and last week was 120, 115. That's probably going to skyrocket to a million because people are being laid off. It's going to be very, very painful. So that's what we're going to talk about. What happened to the market today? The Dow was down 900 points, the NASDAQ down 271, and the S&P down 104. So you can still see that volatility is still with us, still there. We're not, we're not done with volatility, down volatility. We could be at a temporary stopping area because there was some evidence of trying to hold yesterday, the last two or three days, that maybe we'll see some calming down, but today kind of ruined that. Maybe because it's Friday. No one wanted to hold things over the weekend. That's very possible. So that's how the market did today. Um, everything is not falling, but a lot of things are. Most of the, most everything is falling. You would think that there are certain areas of the market, like gold, generally holds up pretty well. Well, not this time. Noel and Napa, we'll get to you in just a minute. If you'll hold on, I'll be right there. Uh, we got to take a quick break. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and if you're serious about 
achieving financial freedom. Well, we'll talk about that. Invest Talk listeners are invited to contact me or Justin to set up an appointment for their portfolio assessment if they wish. One-on-one reviews. Love to talk to you on that. We can do it through Skype. We can do it through telephone. We don't have to do it in person. We like doing it in person, but we don't have to. So there's no reason to postpone and no cost portfolio consultation. Still can do it. Learn more anytime at investtalk.com. And now I'm taking your questions live, 8899 chart. It's been another busy week for the markets, lots of news, and coronavirus uncertainty. But you're interested in achieving financial freedom, so you want and need unbiased investing guidance. You're in luck. Steve Peasley is here now, and he's taking your calls live. Invest Talk, 888 99Chart. I want to talk about BGS, which is B&G Foods, Inc., an area I kind of like. Go ahead, Noah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've held it about, oh, maybe four months now. And, uh, of course, it was before the uh, virus uh, situation hit us. Uh, you know, it was maybe questionable whether the uh, uh, dividend was going to hold up or not. It's a pretty sizable dividend. And uh, but now that it's in a... Uh, um, a, a sector that's uh, pretty strong right now. Um, right. I, I, what do you see? I would imagine that dividend is going to hold, and I should uh, not probably yeah, worry I about it. Yeah, I think the dividend They're going to make it dollar foods, everybody. Manufactures self stable food products such as sold in the U.S. and Canada, and you can, food is good. For we we have an own couple of one one food company, and because it, it depends on which program, I have five different programs. So when I say we own this, I got to be careful because one program is only bonds. I can't so I can't say we own everybody because it's only bonds in one of our programs. So they don't even, the market doesn't the stock prices affect that. But anyways, I like the food area for you know, and that's a good uh, coronavirus. Stock, if you want to know the truth, B and G Foods. They make a dollar. They're going to make a dollar sixty-eight this year, and about the same next year. And I'm thinking that they should, you know, in a food company that, that probably is pretty stable. They've been very stable as far as their earnings are concerned. So I think it might be pretty stable. They pay a like a ten percent dividend. Now they might not pay the whole ten percent, but the has been falling for some time. Actually, you're 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 making money on this one, aren't you, Noel? Well, I actually, I well, I got in at uh, seventeen fifty, uh, and it, you know, as you know, it's probably it's you know uh, lately it's been a little soft. It dropped down to uh, thirteen area, yeah. but uh, now it's uh, about it's above what I paid for it. Now it's yeah, about seventeen sixty one. Twenty seven and that's a good week for you on that one. Um, I think I would stick with it. I think it's a good, uh, stable company, and they will pay the dividend. Thanks, Noel, for the call. Let's go to Annie, Anna in Ohio. How are you doing? Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, Steve. I have a question about the stock uh, ticker MSCI. Uh, what okay. would be your opinion about it? Would it be a good uh, buy? Thank you. 
Okay, let's take a look at it. MSCI provides investment decisions, support tools for institutions and investing in equity and fixed income. Well, we certainly had a lot of volatility uh, recently, and the question is, would that volatility help a company like this, or would would the industry that it's in be hurt? Okay, remember, whether they provide investment decision support tools to institutions, investing in equity, and fixed income. I would say that you don't want to be involved with this right now. I, I, I don't think mm-hmm. that they're going to benefit from a lower stock market, from stocks falling. I, think it, I don't think it's going to help them much. And they're expensive. I, even if we didn't mm-hmm. have this volatility, I don't know if I really would recommend it. Right now, they're scheduled to make $8.45 next year. I don't know if that estimate estimate is any good. They grow their sales, been consistent growing their sales, but it's a two hundred forty three dollars stock, and it I, I just think it's too expensive, and I'd stay away from it. Find things that are more uh, that would do better in the kind of environment we're in. That's the kind of stocks you want to buy, okay? And food is one of them. Food is just one of the areas. There's a couple other areas too, but food is one of them. Uh, not restaurants, people. Not restaurants. I'm talking about supplying food products. You know, that kind of company. Okay. So, what would make this market calm down? What 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 happened to make it calm down? Two things that I can think of: potential treatment for the coronavirus, and they you know they've talked about a drug called chloroquine or chloroquine that helps. Uh, Helps it is a drug that wasn't designed, of course, for the coronavirus. It's designed for uh, um, like malaria, but it helps with clearing the lungs of fluid. It helps prevent your body from producing the fluid that clogs your lungs. And I I saw in the news last night some doctor that runs a hospital in New York. They they use it on their patients. They've been using. They're going to continue to use it, even though it wasn't designed for that. But it. That person, that person, that doctor in charge of the hospital said they haven't lost a coronavirus patient since they've been using it. And so, might be a possibility. The other one is flatten the, the curve of people getting the same. This is the best doc. Feel free to give me a call. Contact me or Justin at KPD Financial Irvine. We'd love to talk to you. And I'm taking your calls. Any financial questions, 888-99-CHART. If you live in Houston or Chicago, you will soon have an opportunity to meet in person with Steve Peasley. That's right. Steve is offering his no-cost and no-obligation portfolio reviews in Houston, Texas on April 17th and in Chicago, Illinois on April 20th. Learn more and register now at investtalk.com. Hi, my name is Anthony from Buffalo, New York. I'm actually 23 years old, and I kind of got into the stock market just recently, so I'm not really sure where I should be looking to spend my money and kind of investing in it to kind of grow my portfolio, because I know a lot of stocks are dropping in price, so I was kind of wondering on your advice on how I should invest my money at this point in the stock market's turning. Thank you. I appreciate it for your time. Okay, you're very young, therefore you've got lots of time. And this is a good lesson for you to learn. The volatility of the market can be very volatile like this. And we haven't seen this since 2008. That's how long ago that it's been since we've seen any kind of volatility like this. But if you're a young investor and you have time, 
and you don't have a lot of money, you can dollar cost average into an index fund. Okay, that's the best you can do. Maybe an ETF. Uh, the SPY is the in, is the ETF for S&P 500. QQQ is the the uh, the uh, ETF for the Nasdaq 100, and DIA is the ETF for the Dow Jones 30. You can there's all kinds of ETFs that you can that are very broad, and you can invest in them with little money. Okay, um, so that's where I would start if I was just starting out. I wouldn't dump all my money, even if I had, you know, thousand dollars, two thousand dollars. I, I, you know, buy maybe drive, divide that up into three tranches and just buy one, you know, tranche every couple weeks until you're in, okay? And just keep doing it if you can for for as long as you can do it because the market will turn around. Where it turn around from? How low it will go? No one really knows. No one knows that. I can tell you that in 2008, the market fell from the top to the bottom about 50%, but that took almost about a year. Now, 25% of that fall was only in three months, the last three months of the bear market there. This market fell 35% in a month. Okay, that's a lot. That's very, very fast. You had certain days that fell over 7%. You know, within day, It was down 17% just this week. So it tells you how fast it can fall. So you just got to keep your courage, hang in there, don't panic. You know, you don't want to be one of the crowd that panics out. That's not the good way to do it. Now, how about some stay-at-home stocks? Stay-at-home stocks in this environment that we're in, you know, they make perfect sense, right? Stay-at-home stocks. What are some of the stay-at-home stocks that are out there? And this is an article I'm I'm, I'm referring to, a Trader Nation. Uh, you know, uh, it, so it's an article by, uh, who, who did that? Lizzie... Uh, Gardus from ElizzieGardus.com. And, excuse me, <coughs> she talks about different stocks and different, for instance, she thinks, you know, J.P. Morgan has raised their share price and revenue estimates on Amazon and Netflix and, and Facebook. You know, uh, also uh, picks that might, have, might benefit eBay, uh, Peloton, uh, Spotify, you know, because those things are not necessarily going out and buying products from different stores, or you know, and not restaurants, or not you know that kind of thing. Um, the, you know, you also want to just stay away from those things that are going to get hurt by this. And like, for instance, think about Uber and Lyft. They're not going to have much business, are they? Uh, or Expedia, Bookings Holdings. Well, the flights are going to canceled everywhere. So. They're not going to. Those stocks are going to get really hurt by earnings. I mean, we're talking about a GDP that's going to at least fall five percent this quarter, and some I've seen a higher, you know, double digits, you know, in this quarter. So, and I, I don't doubt that for a minute. It's very possible. So, think about what stocks and how they would benefit or not benefit in the current environment that you're in. Okay, how about, uh, how about e-gaming? How about stocks like um, uh, distributors of content, you know, like NBC, AT&T, Disney Plus, content, content. People are going to stay home and watch more stuff, right? Think, think, you know, I was thinking about auto insurance companies. Now, why would I think about auto insurance companies? Well, if you have an auto, you still got to pay your premium. But no one's driving, so there won't be any accidents or be very few, much fewer accidents in the next 
whatever time, however many time they make us stay home, would that increase their profits dramatically? Hmm. If it, you know, just a thought. I'm just, you know, trying to think outside the box. What, what will work? What's going to work? And it's difficult. You, you know, it's not so easy. you got to think about that. Um, and if you're thinking about buying a stock, ask yourself, will this benefit from this crisis or not? And is it cheap enough? You know, you got to have, I want rock bottom prices, not just low prices, rock bottom prices. You know, if you're talking about stocks that are not going to benefit from this disaster, rock bottom is what you're looking for. With all the news about the importance of developing a coronavirus vaccine, you may be wondering if you should be investing in pharmaceutical stocks. Of course, I can't give you specific recommendations. I can't. But how about today's trivia question? After Biotech stocks pulled off a late-year rebound, the stage is set for repeat performance in 2020. Can you name three promising biotech stocks? I'll have the answer out the break, right at the break. But now we are taking your market and financial questions live, 888-99-CHART. Numbers are elusive. I bought this stock last year at about $6.75. They're always changing. I got them at $3.99 and it took a major hit. First up, then down, then up again, or maybe sideways. What would be a good entry point? On Invest Talk, the focus is on numbers that affect our listeners and their portfolios. Carl in Ohio, he wants to talk about his 401k. Hi, Justin, a uh, longtime listener of the show. I absolutely love it. Let's go to Dave in San Leandro. You've got to be prepared for volatility. I want to know what you think for someone like me. And they know it. I'm 31 years old. So the questions keep coming. Should I dollar cost average that? 24 7. How much of your portfolio should you put into like ETFs and mutual funds? From every part of America. Hey, Steve and Justin. My name's Josh, calling from Buffalo, New York. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein analyze the complex patterns in those numbers and do their very best to decipher the potential meanings. Thanks for everything you guys do. And here's one number that keeps rising. More than 20 million InvestTalk podcast downloads. And for that, Steve and Justin thank their loyal listeners. I find you guys to be pretty much entirely trustworthy. So I'm curious, how do you do that? Independent thinking, shared success. It's all about the numbers. InvestTalk.com InvestTalk is made possible by KPP Financial, where InvestTalk hosts and KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein practice parallel investing. That means Steve and Justin's accounts participate with client investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about parallel investing at investtalk.com. Eight 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 ninety nine chart eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. Before the break, I had a trivia question, and it was after biotech stocks rallied late last year. They rebounded, rallied late last year. Now, maybe the stage is set for another rally later this year. Think about it. You know, they're under pressure now. Some of them are, some are not. Many of them are, but. Here are some biotech stock names. Can you name them yourself or think of them yourself? But here, I'll give you some. These are not recommendations, though. 
You have to do your own research. There are just some names that might benefit. Biogen. They rose to $220 to $300, from $220 to $300 a share in October when a company said it was to resume filing for approval to bring its, its Alzheimer's therapy drug to market. Amgen, big biotech company, trades with um, analyst price targets of $248. You know, so, you know, they, you know, the company's Otzella acquisition from Colgene, Celgene, is uh, accretive to full reserve, full reserve, re, full year results. So I'm, I'm thinking, you know, maybe Amgen's a good play. How about Gilead? Everybody knows about Gilead. I mean, they have uh, this, the company, the stock surge with the coronavirus, coronavirus possibility uh, uh, vaccine. It's pulled back today. It was down what six, seven percent today. But of course, everything's going wild up and down. Huge volatility, lots of volume. But there's another one, or maybe uh, Regeneron. R e g e n o e r o n, R e g n symbol. Yeah, there's also uh, yeah. There's that. There's there's. How about uh, Crisp Therapeutics out of Switzerland? These are names you start. You should gather some names and take a look at them. Are they going to benefit or suffer from this coronavirus issue? Let's go to Will in San Diego. How you doing, Will? Oh, pretty good. I'm uh, locked in like everybody else and uh, just doing some stock research. Uh, I'd like you to take a look at BGR and see uh, what you think of this uh, oil and gas trust. Okay. This is a closed-in uh, fund investing in equity securities of energy, natural resources companies for the to- for total return. It's looking for a world return. They have a huge dividend. That's probably what you attracted you to it. Right. So your question in your mind should be, well, what will uh, energy and natural resources, are, are, are they a place to be in this environment? And I would suggest, you know, not yet. You want to buy it when it's cheap, and it has fallen hard. From $11.50 down to $5, right? I mean, shoot, that's more than half. More than half, cut in half. So you would think, okay, got cut in half. The market went down about 35%. There might be a point where these are time to pick up, but I you're too early, Will. So I, I would keep it on my watch list, but I don't think I'd jump into them because the economy is going to really take a hit. And these kinds of stocks, energy stocks, take a hit with the company, with the economy. So I would, I would probably stay away from it at this point. Not that it's a bad idea. It's just too early. Thanks, Will. Appreciate the call. As regular listeners know, Justin and, uh, Justin and I make it a practice to get as many caller questions in as we can. So let's go to a voice, our voice bank. The question came in earlier at our anytime listener line number 888-99-CHART. Hi, this is Chelsea. I just want to say I recently started listening to this podcast, and I absolutely love it, so thank you so much. Um, my question is, what are your guys' take on semiconductor stocks? I'm looking into NVIDIA and Micron. I feel like they've been hovering around the same price range for NVIDIA around 200s right now and Micron around high 30s. I mean, I was wondering if this, I feel like they've been kind of bottoming out, and I don't know if it's a good time to buy in right now. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for the question. I appreciate it. I think you're early. I think everybody's a little bit jumping the gun. I mean, 
uh, of this market. I do think we're probably going to have a rally in the not-too-distant future. I just don't know. I, I think we, we'll retest. It was, it's very common for the stocks to retest after a fall, move up, then retest that bottom. Very common. So I think we're going to have a, a, a move up, depending on the news on the coronavirus. Uh, but I think you need to be really, really careful. You mentioned NVIDIA. Uh, NVDA designs graphic processor units used in personal computers, workstations, game consoles, and mobile devices. Um, it's a very good company. Sales in the most recent quarter really took off, 41%. But the four quarters before that, sales were shrinking. So it's very volatile in its sales. So I can't trust the estimate for next year, $9.32, and it's selling for $205. Even it was at 310 at the top. Now it's come down to the 200-day moving average, which is like 202, and today it fell 3.3%. So last four days or so, like many stocks, they've been trying to, trying to find support, you know, going sideways is what that means, find support last four or five days. Many stocks are finding support. This one's right at the 200-day moving average and support, but it's expensive. I think you should stay away from any expensive stock. The good thing, it has very little debt. That's good. But we're talking about a pretty pretty hefty you know, 25 PE or so, even if they make next year's earnings, which they probably are not. They're probably going to have those reduced. I'd stay away from I would stay away from the semiconductors at this point. I don't know if they're cheap enough. That's my issue. Are they cheap enough? So what is the Federal Reserve doing to help during this crisis, and will it work? There's a lot of speculation it's not going to work. For instance, they cut the benchmark rate to 1%. From, uh, they cut it by 1% to 0.25%. Their, their, their overnight rate to banks, their federal funds rate, it now is at 0.25%. So the banks can borrow money at a quarter of 1% interest and then lend it to you. And did you know the mortgage rates went up, not down? They've gone up. Shouldn't they be coming down? They're not. So something's not not connected there. There's something wrong. What else is the Fed doing? They've announced a big bond purchasing, uh, QE, $700 billion. And this is a liquidity issue. They're trying to liquidify the, the, the markets, the, the banking system. It's, everybody's... You know, just like it, not, I won't say just like, you know, the financial crisis we had in 2008, liquidity dried up. In other words, the grease that runs our economy is cash. And all of a sudden, everybody was holding on to their cash. Well, they're doing it again. So the bank, uh, Federal Reserve is trying to reliquify the banking system, you know, get them, push them out there to make loans and do things. They also invoked a couple of, uh, a couple of uh, uh, unusual uh, Federal Reserve Act of 19, I don't remember, but the 13-3 provisions, twice, the two of them. One is one to provide short-term funding for big businesses, short-term funding for big businesses, and another provides uh, key dealers and, and Wall Street 90-day, very low-cost, ultra-low-cost loans, all about liquidity into the system. Okay, that's what all that is doing. Is it going to be enough? Well, why isn't there liquidity in the system? Everybody's, first of all, selling all the positions. One of the reasons is because they don't have the jobs. 
There's a lot of jobs that are being laid off and no no cash flow in the businesses. And, of course, the liquidity would drop. But if you just provide liquidity, will that work? I, I don't know if it'll work because people want to work. They want, you know, they need, we need economic activity. So I think the better solution would be what the, what the government is trying to figure out now, and that's a big stimulus package, stimulus package to get things moving again when they can. And I'm talking about, you know, infrastructure spending or whatever. They, the Federal Reserve can only do so much. So we'll see. And even the stimulus package, that's only if you let people get back to work, right? If you're sheltering in your home, <laughs> that's not going to help. Now you can pass all the stimulus package you want, but if you don't let them go out there and actually perform the stimulus, it's not going to do anything. I'm Steve Peterson. You've probably heard me say this more than once. There are really only two emotions that drive the market, fear and greed. Of course, you know what's driving the market now, fear. Everybody's unsure. They're not sure what's going to happen. That's fear. So how can you understand and deal with your own fearfulness? Measure your own risk tolerance. And here I go again talking about it because it's important. If you're, you know, look at the panic selling. Somebody's fearful. Someone didn't understand their risk tolerance. Well, I have a free risk questionnaire at investoff.com. Justin and I can use the results to develop a strategy that works best for you and your portfolio. We can help with that. So go to investtalk.com. Take the risk questionnaire, risk questionnaire. And now we're taking your questions live. Give us a call, 888-99-CHART. In times of market volatility, your awareness of the need to properly balance your portfolio's asset allocations is undoubtedly increasing. If you live in Houston or Chicago, you will soon have an opportunity to meet in person with Steve Peasley. That's right. Steve is offering his no-cost and no-obligation portfolio reviews in Houston, Texas on April 17th and in Chicago, Illinois on April 20th. Availability is limited, so don't delay. Learn more and register now at investtalk.com. The Anytime Listener Lines are open. Steve and Justin welcome your questions now. Call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Yes, guys, this is John in Escondido, California. I have a question regarding Genine Bond Fund, and I was wondering what kind of a bond is it, and what do you guys think about it at this point? Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Okay, G-N-M-A. G is in George, N is in Nancy, M is in Mary, and A is in Apple. This is an ETF, Exchange Traded Fund, seeing a performance corresponding to the Barclays U.S. GenMA Bond Index. Okay, it pays a 2.5% uh, dividend yield. That's, pretty, uh, that's, that, that's not the greatest, but it certainly is steady. On this stock, top of the market that it had hit at the beginning of March was at just the close a little below $51, and the worst closing price was uh, $49.80 or so. So you can see how narrow, even in this super volatile time, this this really is. Not a very, a very narrow trading range. So, as long as you're happy 2.5%, this is a place that you can buy this, and, and you should be fine. 
Jenny Mays. What are Jenny Mays? You know, those are government-backed uh, mortgage loans. And you know, so, you know, I, I think we would. Are we going to have a lot of defaults on mortgages? Well, everybody's been refinancing to lower the payments. So are we going to, that's really what you worry about on these kind of funds that deal with mortgages. Uh, mortgage-backed uh, bonds and things is the is the is the default rate going to spike? Well, the banks have been pretty good about being pretty careful about who they lending money to, and they've been to the lower and lower and lower payments. So I don't, you know, if this is a if this if this problem is short term, when I say short term, you know, they let us get back to work in another couple of months or whatever, then there won't be any defaults. We'll be fine. And this fund will be fined. Okay. Now, with the presidential election coming up, and you do remember there is a presidential election coming up this year. Okay. So, how does this coronavirus play in political strategies? I mean, that's what you know it's going to be used. The Trump administration is is, is uh, uh, grappling with industries to bail out and thousands of business in the U.S. and then individuals as well, how to get money to them. So, you know, that it, that's all going to be politicized one way or another. Either he's not doing enough or he's doing too, or is he doing too much or he's only helping his cronies or not helping his cronies. Well, that's going to come out, right? Very difficult for him, the administration. I don't care who it is. How are they going to pick winners and losers to help? Are they going to? It's very difficult. For instance, many cruise ship lines are incorporated, not incorporated in the United States. Do you help Carnival Corporation? They're out of Panama. Do you help Royal Caribbean? They're the Republic of Liberia. Who do you help? Can you help that? Should we help them? They employ many foreign workers on those ships. So are we supposed to help them? See, that's I know how to help politicize. It just is. The story changed all the time. Nothing is. So what should side? Not tenth side. I'm just telling you they're going to be used way or another. It's too bad we couldn't all just you know sit back. It seems like we're getting some bipartisanship here because we need it badly. And if they would just. Keep that up. That would be great. That would just be fantastic. This is Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here, always one goal, and that is to help you achieve financial freedom. And it looks pretty bleak right now, but we still can do it. You can do it. So we're going to continue this kind of work right after this break. So get your questions in, 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk. The health of your financial future may depend on the decisions you start making now in 2020. Steve Peasley is here, ready to provide his unbiased investment guidance. 888-99-CHART. Eight 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 ninety nine 888 Let's talk to Ken in Wisconsin. How are you doing, Ken? I'm good, Steve. Um, I'm calling about uh, Fang, S-A-N-G. It's uh, Diamondback Energy. Just kind of curious on what you think. Okay. 
Fang, not the Fang stocks, everybody, <laughs> which is Facebook, Apple, Netflix, and Google. He's talking about uh, Diamondback Energy Inc. Incorporated. It's, and that's their symbol, F-A-N-G. Engaged in oil and gas exploration and production of unconventional onshore oil and gas. And, and you know, it's, we're talking about fracking. I would stay away from fracking. Stay away from it because it, fracking is expensive. What's going to happen is their profits are going to plummet. Uh, they have, you know, if you just look at the numbers right now, they look good because these numbers were probably produced before this crisis where everybody has to stay home, or before the crisis when uh, Russia and Saudi Arabia are having this, you know, over oil prices. And so some of these oil, these uh, fracking companies are going to go out of business. Now, this one is a pretty good one. Okay, it's pretty strong. But, you know, it's an $18 stock. They're supposed to make $5.46 this year and next year. Well, I have a feeling that's going to change pretty strongly. They pay an 8% dividend. Cash flow is very good at $15.70, but that's going to be cut in half. So can they afford that dividend? Well, the dividend's only, you know, uh, you know, it's buck seventy, and they're going to make five dollars a point. You would say, "Hey, they can cover that easy," but you got to remember, you're looking, you're looking at backwards. You're not looking at the future. The future means it's going to, it's going to come down. Now, this stock was trading at eighty-five dollars, what three months ago? Now it's eighteen dollars. So, is it cheap enough? That's really what you're asking. Is it cheap enough? And I think I would be very patient about getting into it. You don't have to jump into it. Don't be in a rush, kid. Let's go to Robert in Vancouver, Washington. How you doing, Robert? I'm good, Steve. How are you? Good. You want to talk about the economy? Yeah, I'm reading all the reports here, and everyone's saying that forget the recession. We're going into depression with everything being shut down. The country's closing off borders. We will go into a depression that. if this lasts more than a couple of months, and I, I can say I can say that with a with confidence. I, I, that's how long is this thing going to last? Where they just think about all the economic activity they're freezing. You know, you can't can't do it. You're going to do more damage virus if you don't get people back to work at some point. You're going to do more damage because you know people are not are going to start. start will starve to death. They, how are they going to pay their mortgage or rent? How are they going to buy groceries? Yeah, I know the government says we're going to give you handouts, but, you know, what, are you going to give me $1,000, $2,000 a month? That's not good. How, how long? They just say one time or two times, what, two, three months? What? Yeah, you, you got, it's going to go to a, I, I think we'll start to recover in the fourth quarter if we get to go back to work in between 30 days and 45 days or so. And I actually, you know, that, that's really the big question. We don't know if they're going to let us do that. We don't know. You know, uh, but it's going to be painful. I don't think we'll go into a depression, but that's a possibility. I don't think so. Because they know that. I mean, they meaning the governments. They know that. So uh, they're going to let us get back to work at some point. They may do a piecemeal. They may tell people over... 60 years old or 65 years old, still stay home, let the younger generation go to work because they can survive this much easier. You know, that kind of thing. Or they can just say certain industries can go back to work, you know, to start up the economy again. I don't know, Robert. It is, it is ugly. That's, there's no doubt about that. 
but I just can't see them going on forever. Even if they, you know, they, they they just can't. It's just it's just unreasonable to expect that they will do that. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Robert. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Best Up program, everybody. I will return Tuesday. Justin will be here on Monday. In the meantime, please feel free to search, browse, download, and rate our InvestTalk podcast. You can find them on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and, of course, InvestTalk.com. Everybody, have a good weekend. Try to enjoy it if you can. Obviously, you're going to be with your family. Have a good one. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.